But all right, four slides here, four slides. All right. Endure to the end. Everybody say endure. Endure. Yeah, you need to endure to the end because it's going to be a rough one. But the good thing is, Jesus already told us about it. Matthew 24, 1 through 14. Quite a bit of reading, but every piece, every word on here pertains to what we want through today, and especially what I went through the past 24 hours, 40 hours. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man see you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive men. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes, and diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax full. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This is what we're dealing with right now. We are, we, we've already experienced in my own family the love of many shall wax cold part. Loved ones. Disrespectful. Laughing at you. Trying to physically harm you. Then you got the, now you, then you got the one beginning of the song. She's the one, the one that really jumped out of me and you were paying attention to the news, which I don't. But for this particular part, I was. In California, there was a wildfire, right? You know how the, how, how the last five years started? Like, you don't have no control over lightning. The lightning struck. And the fires kicked back up? Really? You know, California is one of the most wicked states in America. They, they, they just get in every single day they have out there. All of them. And they, they embrace it. That's why they have the gay pride parade out there every day. Flamboyant men, women, 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 men. It's, they having it today? Oh, see, I just, there you go. I thought it was a pandemic. <laughs> Why y'all gathering? Alone together? Shut up. They do This is what I'll be talking about. And see, Jesus, just start from the top. Jesus said, tell him, he said, the reason why he's talking about the temple because his new covenant was coming. See, the Old Testament was fulfilled when he died across the road again. He fulfilled, he paid that already. That's why he said, you don't want to need this temple. You don't come here for, for, for the sacrifice of blood because the only way sin can be forgiven is for the shedding of the blood. His blood has already been shed. It's spilled into the ground. There's no more need for that. That's why the building was destroyed uh, not too long after by the wrong people ripped it apart. That's what he was trying to tell them. He didn't know that then, but they know it now. And then he goes on and says, he said, 
Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of our coming into the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive. How many deceivers are out there right now? Plenty of them. You got plenty, plenty of false prophets. You got plenty of people that tell you this and tell you that. Folks get mad about you know the, 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 the government doing this. The government, this is not the government's job to raise your children. It's not the government's job to for me for to provide for you. You're supposed to get up and raise your own kids. You're supposed to get up and work like everybody else. But what are we doing? Listen to people on TV. You know, you got to do it like that. Robbing folks. Doing all type of nonsense. Stuff that's been going on for years. For years. You know, she's like coming to the church. Pushing these agenda. One of the uh, uh, churches started right around the same time we did. It's actually going to a uh, uh, COVID vaccine uh, drive through at our high school. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at that like, isn't, that, isn't the platform of the church for the gospel? Isn't it set aside for the gospel? Why are you opening the door for that? I don't, I don't understand that. Because God said when he made us, he said we were very good. He said it pleased him to make us. He said he made us in his image and his likeness. He gave our bodies everything that we need to heal ourselves. But nobody's talking about that. But they're lining up in a church to get a shot. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bible also says when you assume you are sick, go to the elders of the church so they may lay hands and pray. Where is the prayer? So you have people, we think that it's just a big person in, um, in, in a, you know, on, on the platform that's to see this folks down here on the, on the lower levels doing the same thing. You're supposed to be a leader of the gospel, a preacher and teacher. Why don't you preach and teach the gospel? That's not the time and place, especially on Sunday, the day we, we chose to worship him. You ain't doing, if, if you want to get, I, I'm a witness to it, man. I've had back issues past couple years. I walked up there and he laid in and I walked back without pain. Without pain. And yet, so-called leaders don't even want to pray anymore. They don't want to open up their churches for church Sunday service. But they open up for a vaccine. So who do you serve? That, that's the million dollar question. For many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Well, see, this is anti-Christ. We already know about it. Many people come, all these false religions. That's not necessarily our, our issue right now. And he shall hear wars and rumors of wars, Taliban. Anybody see that? How America left all them guns and weapons over there? And them jokers started selling it? So you just let a terrorist group pretty much just do whatever? This is what we do on the regular basis. It's like, man, what's going on? Like, Lord said, this, this, I'm wrapping it up. It's about to be over. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. You see, I don't know if you also know this, but Bill Gates is bought a lot of farmland. If he's not up on the farmland, who's farming the land? He's already said he's trying to make genetically modified meat. He's already did the fruit and the vegetables. This is what's going to happen. Their gun is going to dry up. The food is going to dry up. It is. Let me just sit it on. Thank, thank God for social media because it does have a purpose. Lady said she went to overseas. 
She said she ate all the pastries she wanted. She ate all the junk food she wanted. She put on no weight. She came back to America and ate vegetables and fruit. She put on 10 pounds. What's wrong with our food? I thought it was healthy. What's wrong with our food? Our food is processed. That's what's wrong. And it gains weight. That's why they don't want you talking about working out. They don't want to talk about you eating right. You can't have McDonald's french fries every time you go to the line. You might want to order a salad without the ranch. They won't tell you that because they need you unhealthy. They need you breathing heavy so that when they pass out a virus, you can't fight it off. You have to get that vaccine to make you feel safe about what you're living, about what you're doing, so that you can continue going on your day-to-day -day life. But what they're not telling you is, we're changing you from the inside out. See, if you're not going to change my DNA, you're just not going to do that. I don't need that. I was made in his image. I don't need to be changed. And I can fast too if I if need be. I ain't that home. <laughs> then shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. This part is coming. This part is already happening overseas. It's not happening here so much. But it's definitely happening overseas. See, the Taliban is already calling people. In Afghanistan, saying we know you're a Christian, we know where you stay, and we're gonna kill you. Period. It's happening right now. But see, God is calling us. He said, even though all this is happening, He is telling. What's the next part? He said, even all nations for my name said, and then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall see again, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure until the end. See, the end means fight. You see, see, one day God is going to wrap this up and we're going to be a battle. We ain't got to worry about this mess. We ain't got to deal with this trauma. We ain't got to deal with the sorrows and the tears. It's going to happen. But for right now, we have to win. See, yesterday and the day before that, I was just, I was tired. Not that I wanted to walk away from Christ anymore. I was like, I'm just, I didn't want to endure anymore. But he began to minister to me right there in the, in the truck at work. He began to tell me to do that. I'm giving you the grace that you need to do this. You have to press on because people are also watching you. And if you fail, others will. Now, I can do bad all by myself, but I don't want nobody feeling because of me. It don't take much to motivate me. I, I don't need Rob Rob speakers. Him, all he had to say was that. I said, okay, if you'll go with me, I'll keep going. Because you get tired. I don't care how old you are. I mean, I, I, we talked about this a month ago about, about the mental state of your mind, and you got to keep that clear. You got to keep focused because look, God, the devil will send no suicidal thoughts, and I ain't suicidal. But He did try to send depression. And he did try to send fatigue. And I think now that I have the spirit of the Holy Ghost in me, I was able to fight that off because that stuff is real. That's a spiritual text. See, that's when you're not fighting. See, one of my in there talking to me, but the feelings that I had that was sitting upon me. God can sense that. He said, no, 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 you, you gotta let that go. Let's deal with that. Let's deal with that. Let's get that up off of you. Because I don't want you to take that home. Because those, those, those spirits are contagious. And they will spread to your family if you don't deal with it. And I thank God that he deals with me. I don't want, I wouldn't want to be the son of a little God if he didn't come tell me if I was wrong. He said, no, you need to deal with this today. Because tomorrow you need to be right and you stand up and preach my word. So I get right. It's not hard for me because I love him. Like we're supposed to, like he loves us. I can never mess her up, but I love him. 
and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. See, the gospel has not been preached to all nations. There are still many unpreached un nations, the nations just mean another word for people, not necessarily a country, but a nation. Nationality of people, ethnic people, and all of them have been preached to them. That's why we're still going through it tonight. It's wrapping up, but it's not over. But until it's over, we got to keep it going to the end. There is a saying going around for years, but that is, it is a myth where people believe it to be true. And I can't stand it. And I know people say it because it makes it feel good, but it's not true. It's not. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. False. It's false. How is it false? Because nothing slips by God. God already saw your life before you ever came into existence. He knew how much grace you would need. He knew how much mercy you would need. He knew everything that you need to be able to make it through. He's already given to you. Which means he didn't look at you and give you an extra dose of trouble because you were stronger than the rest. That's not true. Your life needed a certain amount of whatever it is he knew he needed and he gave it to you. you know, your battle that you went through was already preordained because nothing still past God. Not that he is omnipotent. Omnipotent means he knows it all and he has all power. He sees it all, he knows he hears it all. If he don't see it all, hear it all, know it all, he ceases to be omnipotent, he ceases to be God. So we can't make that claim that he gave his toughest battles to his strongest zone. I can't stand it. Even saying it out loud is irritating. Because it's not true. And church folks say it. What makes you better than me? And what makes you better than the next person? Because you went through something? You know you ain't the first human being, right? Didn't, didn't the book of Ecclesiastes say that vanity is vanity? Come on, man. We can't do that. No, rather, you are able to endure the battle because of the same grace he gave Apostle Paul. God gave us all the same grace. He gave us all the same merit that we all that we needed to do what we needed to do. We all go through battle. That doesn't mean one of us are better than the other. It does about battle. 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 7, 13. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of, rev of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. But this thing I, I besought the Lord Christ that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is perfect and weak. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. This is when we are strong. When we are at our lowest and we can't pick ourselves up. And God begins to rise and live in us. And he begins to strengthen us. And he begins to work in us to the point where we may be overcome what is what we are going through. It's not, it has nothing to do with how strong you are. It doesn't. We're supposed to be enduring to the end. 
through his power, not our own. And that's what Apostle Paul is talking about over here right now. He's like, no, 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 no. It ain't, it ain't, God, he, and then he had to give me something to keep me, keep my head from being so big. You see, because when you know that you have God, there's something to boast about. Because everybody doesn't have him. I know God face to face. Do you? But that's not a right mindset to have. So God gave me something to keep him home. They say it was his eyesight. I like to believe that it might be, it was probably what it was because on the day of the work of Damascus, he was blind when Jesus came to him. Saul, Saul, I could not kick against the prick, you know, which is going against the gospel. The good news of me. And he said, God, they only gave part of his eyesight back. He gave it all to him. And he gave it all back to him so he could keep him humble. See, you can humble yourself or God can humble you. Sometimes we need these to humble just to keep. If it, if it means we're going to stay saved, it's probably worth it. But he said, God gave me a thorn in the flesh, and he's dealing with that. He asked God three times. He said, Lord, take this thing from me. And the boy, he said, my grace is sufficient. Grace is unmerited favor. God gave, he gave unmerited favor to Paul about it. He said, I need you to understand. You need to rely on my strength, not yours. Because I get the glory, not you. My glory will I show with no man, not even you. And that's why you can't have this with saying, God gives his strength. His strongest test to his strongest soul. That's dependent on you to succeed, not God succeed. That's not how that works. That's not how he wants to be glorified. Samson was the strongest man that ever lived, and he still only got his strength from God. The only reason why he was able to knock those pillars down in the Old Testament is because he prayed to God, and God began to strengthen him in that instant so that he was able to kill more people in his death than he did when he was alive. Amen? So right, even right here, he says, my grace is sufficient for me. My strength is made perfect in weakness. He says, my strength, not Paul's strength, not the Roman strength, not his Jewish strength, because Paul was Roman and Jewish, but the strength of God. That's where he got it from. And that's where we got to get it from, too, if we want to make it to the end. Because this endurance thing is something serious. See, endurance is, ooh, I, gotta, I just had it. You know, it's in the Greek is hypo. But it means to endure, to endure, to remain under, to remain under whatever it is that you're going through. So you know, it, it, that's what endurance means. Don't try to get get away from it. Survive it. Embrace it. And that's why I began to ask those questions. I said, "No, what are you trying to birth in me, or what are you trying to get out of me?" Because it's one of those two. Are you trying to get, get my skin tougher? Are you trying to get something else to come out of me? Are you trying to birth something in me? Because I need to know. Because I don't want to go through a situation and not prosper from it. Because that, that's a shame that's in itself. To go through something so often and, and so many times and you don't learn nothing. Who want to keep repeating the same test over and over again not getting to get the same result? That's a waste of time. That's chaos. Chaos is when you're doing the same thing expecting different results. I don't want that. Well, what will you have me do? This is the part I like. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. He said, glory in his infirmities. Jesus has told us that we're going to go through all types of H-E-W-L. And then Paul, he was talking about glory in our infirmities. What kind of infirmities he talking about? He had to be up. Sickness. Colds. All types of stuff. See, don't, that's why you can't take it for granted about your health. Because we, take, we do take it for granted. We take it for granted that we can breathe on our own. 
and we can stand on our two feet, and we can lift weights, we can run, we can walk, we can do all those things. But they could easily be taken away from you. In whose strength will you allow? That's what so many people allow. They say, oh man, I used to really be something back then. Okay, what's wrong with you now? Well, your strength ran out, didn't it? <laughs> so whose strength are you relying on? Exactly. We rely on God. That the power of Christ may rest upon you. You see, because God will not fight you for power. He will not fight you to be controlled. He will not fight you to be number one. Either you will humble yourself or you're not. He, he is, either he, either he is God or he isn't God. If he has to compete with you, he's not. And this is why I keep telling him, I said, Holy Ghost don't make you do nothing. You did it on your own. He does not violate. He's not a violator like that. You submit to him and he works in you. You submit to the power of Christ. And Christ, and Christ was told, even when he was healing, he was healing the little young girl. He put people out. He said, he should get out. You can't stay in here because you got unbelief. You're going to mess it up. But the other ones, y'all can stay because y'all believe. I'm about to do something supernatural that I can't work in unbelief. See, when you don't believe God, power can rest upon you. When you don't have a, have a faith in him, it's going to be bleak for you. You're just going to be, I hope he does it, versus I know he will. Because that's a difference because you have faith to believe in him. And right now, Paul knows that he said that he had faith in Christ to know that he would be strengthened in those times. Because we in the same times right now. He was in the last days and we in the last days too. And it's just getting progressively worse in America. Arguably the greatest country that ever was. Arguably. He said, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches. People coming against him. And necessities. We all got needs. And persecution. We've been whipped, stoned, all type of stuff. Beat up, shipwrecked, in distresses for Christ's sake. But when I am weak, then I am strong. See, this is the part that most Christians don't understand. We are all weak. We are on our own. But when we submit to Christ, then are we strong. This puts all the glory and all the pressure back on God versus ourselves. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen next because he's already taken care of. I, it's my job to believe in it's my job to do the work. But it's my job, it's his job to, do, to open up and make the plan and make the way forward. But that's what we have to hold on to. That's what we got to walk in. We got to do it. If I'm working, if I've already, if I told you he's already, he's already told you he's worked that thing out, you worry. Are you not trusting? Because if you worry, you're not trusting. I, I, I know that like, I can't help it. Yeah, well, you know, watch it. <laughs> you worry, you can't, you can't trust. And remember, you can't try God, you trust him. Many people come to Christ and say, oh, I tried God, it didn't work. No, you didn't. You loved your sin more than you loved him. And that's why it didn't work for you. I I don't love you that much to be sick from you. I don't. I don't. Look, I, I don't want to give nobody's medication for the rest of my life. Man, try to God knows me with a thyroid issue. And I was freaking out for about a year and a half. And then I got to treat these pills. He said, nah, he's right. Huh? Eat right. You can't have Twizzlers every time you have a snack. An apple. Sugar. You can't have sugar. I don't put sugar on my, on, my, on my grits. I know, I know, I know. It's like a sand wrap. But it's something that I have to do. I know you salt and pepper, folks. Y'all got my good. We ain't even going to go there. 
We ain't even go there. But it is what it is. But that's how, that's that's the sacrifice. I'm, I'm not I'm not in love with food to make me want to take a pill. I work with somebody. He said he has naturally high blood pressure. That's so crazy. That don't make no sense. Naturally high. I think you need a treadmill, bro. Say you need to stop eating all whatever you eat. Cholesterol too high. Something. I don't want to be on nobody's medication for the rest of my life. You know that's poison. That's what it is. It's pharmacos. It's a sorcery. Pharmakia. It's a pharmaceutical. It's not natural. It's something they cooked up. I don't want that. I don't want to rely. I don't want to have to rely on anybody's strength but the strength of the Lord. Because he gives good gifts and has no sorrow. I don't want side effects. Talked about that last week as well. I don't want no suicidal thoughts. I don't want no headaches. I don't want stomachache, nosebleeds, and all the other stuff. I don't want that stuff. But if I can trust him, and he'll keep me, and he'll keep making the way, I'm going to keep walking. Amen? Amen? Father God, we thank you for endurance. We thank you, Father, that we are trying to remain under the pressure, Father, of the world, and Father, stay strong and rooted in you at the same time. I know we, we, we pray that you remove us from it, but if you don't, Lord God, we know you will walk through us in it. It is a tough time and place to be right now, but all the restrictions and the mandates and the so-called you know, laws and whatnot, but Lord God, we thank you that you have our back. That you have our back more abundantly than anybody ever has and ever will. That we don't have to worry about the world, because the world is the world, and we are not of this world. That we are kingdom saints. That our half house has already been built. That our names are written in the book of life. And that in the end we will rise again. If the rapture doesn't happen first. Well, we think we have nothing but to be honored and glory about. Because you have already done the work. Father, but as we walk this walk. And we talk and talk. Lord God, I pray that your spirit be upon us. I pray that it strengthens us. That it teaches us and leads us. Lord. And I pray that the word manifests itself in all of us. Lord, help us endure until the end. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.